in situations, we abuse that name. (laughs) Because we really don't know there's something about that name. Sometimes we're so used to, you know, saying something just to say, oh, Jesus. And not recognizing how powerful that name is. The Bible says even the demons tremble. And it's a shame that we Christians... When that name is said, we should see ourselves bowing before that name. Because the Bible says that they bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth at the name of Jesus. So what's going on with the church? So evidently, we don't know that there is something about that name. Let's hear about that name. And it said, something about the name Something about the name Jesus. It is the sweetest name. Some people say I'm crazy, but I can't explain the power that I feel, yeah, when I call your name. Said it's just like fire. The Holy Ghost gets to moving. Young, no, he won't leave us alone. And it's all because of something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about the Jesus. Oh, oh, my. Something about the Jesus. Sweet name, yeah. Sweetest name. 
know. Some folk that really love him get loud up in here. Come on, let me hear you get loud up in here. Let me hear you have some church up in here. God is so good, y'all. Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We adore you, God. God, we look to you, God, on today, God. We just thank you, God, for being our Father, for being our Lord, for being our God, for being our Savior. God, we just thank you for who you are, God, and for what you're doing and for what you have already done in our lives. God, we thank you that you're here right now because you said you would never, ever leave us nor forsake us. you with us, God, even until the end. So, God, we thank you that when we call on you, you will answer us and you will show us great and mighty things that we do not know. So, Father, on today, I thank you, God, that the Holy Spirit is here. He's here to be our teacher. He's here to be our helper. He's here to be our standby. He's here to be our comforter. He's here, Father God, to walk alongside of us, to fulfill the needs according to your word, God, that you will have us to carry out. We have the Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit, you are truly welcome in this place. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of me. And for that, God, I give you glory, I give you honor, and I give you praise. God, I thank you that your healing is already released in this place. Everything that your people need has already been released in this place. So, Father God, we thank you that we already healed. We thank you that we already prosperous. We thank you that we have already been delivered. We thank you that we have already been set free. Because everything is not based upon us, it's based upon your son. He's already made a way, God, out of no way, and we accept the way that he has made, God. For God, we thank you, God, that all of us have been crucified. And it's no longer us who live, but Christ who lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're going to continue our teaching today um, from last week. Go back with me to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 33, and we're going to start again, because I believe God has more to say. Amen. God is so good to us. We're going to start with Exodus 33 and begin with verse um, 12. Exodus 33, beginning with verse 12. And when we get there, just let us say, Amen. 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 We look at verse 12, and it says, And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, 
and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. I want to talk again today on how well do you know him? How well do you know him? We all say at times that we know him. And when we know him, we should be making him known. And this is what Moses was saying here. And and I'm going to back up and tell you a little bit what was going on. When we look at the previous chapters um, in 32, we see that Moses um, went up to be with the Lord. And when he went up to be with the Lord, the people was seeing that Moses was taking a long time to come back down unto them. So as we see here, the people were looking to Moses. They were not really looking to God. And this is what I'm going to say. God put people over you. But you don't look to them. You look to the God that's in them. When you start looking to man, that's when you mess up. I don't care what type of position they hold. I don't care what kind of title they have before their name. God comes before those titles. And you want to look at the fruit that's in people's lives in order to know if they are looking to him. Some people are performed to make you think that they know God. But when things happen, where are they? Are they standing for what God is standing for? Are they saying what God is saying? Are they living the life the way God would have them to live that life? So those people were looking for Moses because they wanted somebody to direct them. And understand that they were up under a king, which was Pharaoh. And people looked up to that king, Pharaoh. They looked up to him. So imagine they spent 400 and some years watching the people look up to Pharaoh. They knew that they had a God, but they were under Pharaoh's um, leadership. He, He had authority over them. So when Moses brought them out, And he delivered them um, through God's leadership. They began to look up to Moses because they began to see the acts of God. But the Bible says that Moses, the people knew the acts of God, but Moses wanted to know the way of God. Moses knew his ways. And sometimes we look at the miracles. We look at, you know, people falling out. We're looking at how well people can sink. We're looking at all of this stuff. And we know that it's coming from God, at least some of it that we see. This is why the discerning of spirits have to kick in so you will know what spirit they are of. Because the enemy can mimic Things that's done in the house of God. So we have to be so careful. That's why we need that relationship with him to know his way. So those people saw all the acts of God. And every time that God would do a miracle like he departed the Red Sea, come on, they were happy. How many of us, when we see a miracle, oh, we're so happy. God is. God can do this. God can do that. But after that, we're off. We go back to the same thing. We go back to the same thing. That's because we don't know him. We really don't know him. We're basing God upon what we see with our natural eye. See, the faith that we have, and we've been talking about faith, about the just living by faith, living by faith. That's part of, you know, God manifesting himself. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. That when we come to him, we must know that he is. We got to know that God exists. And he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. When you know he is, when you know that he exists, when you have come to know him, you are going to seek him. 
And you're going to seek him diligently before you move on to anything else. The reason why some of us don't seek him diligently and we grab on to in and everything is because we really don't know him. See, when you know a person, when you have lived with the person so long, you know how they're going to act. And I'm going to use my daddy, for instance, when when his wife died, um, which was our mother. And I, I ain't going to say stepmother because she took that motherly role. When she died, daddy knew her moves. He knew the way she acted. He knew when she was off. He knew what to do. He knew how to do it. Why? Because he spent that time with her. If I went over there and I'm just looking at her, the only way I know is really through the spirit. (laughs) Because he spent that time with her. He knew when she wasn't walking right. He knew when she wasn't talking right. He knew when her mind was somewhere that it didn't supposed to be. Why? Because they had that intimacy. They had a relationship and it wasn't just based on getting in the bed. I want y'all to understand something. See, we base these relationships on sleeping with somebody. If they don't sleep with me tonight, they don't love. No, it ain't about that. It's about knowing them so much in an intimate way, regardless of what they do or don't do, I can still love you. See, this is where we mess up. And that's what God want to teach us. And this is what was going on here with the people. Moses left them alone for a long time. Come on, in, in, in reality here, if someone left us for a long time and we're looking for them to come back and they never come back, guess what we want to do? I'm going to replace your behind. Come on, let your husband or wife leave you for a long time. No phone call. No text. Nothing, sister needs. Willie, willing to, ain't called you, ain't said nothing. I'll fix him. But thank God she know Jesus knows sister needs get in that car and go find Willie. She'll be like a magnet all up on his behind. He can't get away from Nisi. Right, Willie? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, we when, when they get missing, y'all, have y'all noticed this in families? When you're around somebody for a long time, you're used to them, right? But let them move away. Let them move away, and you don't talk as much as you used to talk. You don't hang out the way you used to hang out. Then that relationship is not the same no more you're not worrying about if they don't call you no more you're not worrying about if you don't see them no more why because you haven't seen them in a while because you're not making those connections no more so you don't get upset even if they don't respond to you no more because you don't got used to being without them this is what happens when a loved one dies you have everything in your heart for that, that person and you know how they sound and you know what they do. They're in your heart so you can talk about them just like they were there. But if they never meant anything to you and they died, oh well. See, it's a heart thing, y'all. It's where your heart is and some of us are trying to act like our heart is in a place that it ain't. Because in the Bible it says that they praised him with their lips, their mouth, but their heart was far from him. Jesus knew that, and some of our hearts are not in the place that they need to be. Even though we have the heart of God, now that we're born again, the reason why our hearts are so hardened is because we don't know him. When you know him, your heart wouldn't be hard as stone. Even when your worst enemy hates you, you will not hate them because you have the love of God in you. You will love them. Outside of how they treat you, you're still going to love them because you know the way of God. And these people, being that Moses was gone, now look, as long as Moses was leading them and being right there for them and telling them what to do and what not to do, okay, they were trying to stay in their place. 
But soon as Moses got missing for a long time, Aaron was the next one to step up to the plate. Uh, Moses left Aaron because I believe he said, okay, when we started out, we were together. God sent you to me to help me. So I'm going to leave and I'm going to allow you to step into the next, in my position, and handle what need to be handled. Those people looked at Aaron like, we want a God. So the first thing that Aaron told them to do, give me all of your jewelry. Take it off your children. See, they had all of these things. Why? Because before they left out of Egypt, God said, I want you to go to those Egyptians. And I want you to go ahead and ask for all of this. And they're going to give it to you. Why? Because they saw the power of God. And they wanted those people out from amongst them. See, when people see the power of God and they're not ready for that, girl, men and women of God, they'll give you Mercedes. (laughs) They'll give you Bentleys. (laughs) They'll give you what they have just to move you on out the way. Y'all don't know that? Come on, it happened back then. Why wouldn't it happen now? God is the same God. So these people had all of this in they made a golden calf. But look at the one that was in charge. When, when Moses was up there and they heard that sound, Joshua was right there being prepared to, t- to be the next leader in the place of Moses. He was being trained. So he already had those tables of stone and he was bringing them back. When he got back, they were down there doing some stuff they shouldn't have been doing. But guess what? They come out of Egypt. But Egypt have not come out of them. So just because you're born again, if you have not gotten your mind renewed the way it need to be renewed, you're going to be doing some things that you don't want to do. You're going to be acting the way that you shouldn't be acting. But the closer you get with God, the more you develop your relationship with God, nobody don't have to tell you to quit cussing. Nobody don't have to tell you to treat your neighbor right. Nobody have to tell you to love your husband and wife. Nobody have to tell you to work. Nobody have to tell you because the closer you get with God, there's nothing missing and there's nothing. Matter of fact, women, nobody have to tell you to clean up, to wash dishes, to wash clothes, to cook for your husband, to take care of your kids. Come on. We don't come in the church just to sit here. We come in the church to get taught. The things of God, the way God does things, not the way man does things, because the Bible says the tradition of men make the word of God of none effect. We got some people acting out in the flesh and the flesh ain't going to profit you nothing. We have to be led by the spirit. The Bible said those who are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. And see, when we know him, we can be crying out, Abba, Father. Because we know him as our father. When you don't really know him as your father, you're looking at him just like you're looking at anyone else. And I always use this verse of scripture. God is not man. Let's don't put him in the place of man. God is above man. God is self-existing. Nobody created God. God created us. So we shouldn't be looking to man. And this is what they were doing. The Egypt, the um, Israelites was looking to man. They were looking to Moses. So when Moses came back, he gave them a choice. Remember, we talked about choices. We have to make the right choice. And the choice we make have to be according to the word, not according to looking at a man. We have to look to the word. If we look to the word, we know who to choose. We do not choose opposite of what truth says. 
You cannot choose according to your pocketbook. You cannot choose according to who you want to be and that's who they want you to be. No, you choose to who God wants you to be because you have a new identity now that you're in Christ Jesus. You're supposed to be different. So this is what Moses did. He gave them a choice. The ones that came on Moses' side, they were with Moses. The rest of them, what? They, they killed them because they were not on God's side. So then we go a little bit further. This is where we get when God began to say, I'm not going with these people no more. He said, these are stiff neck. Let me tell you what stiff neck is. If somebody call you a stiff neck, I want you to understand what they're calling you. They're calling you stubborn. They're calling you that because you want to go your own way. You want to do things like you want to do. And see, that's rebellion. Rebellion is witchcraft. And then you get into stubbornness, and that's a sin of iniquity. That means iniquity is sin that you keep repeating over and over again. Jesus done away with iniquities. We're no longer under the curse, but we put ourselves back under that when we keep doing repeating stuff over and over again. A transgression is you know what to do, but you choose not to do it. But then when you keep doing what you know not to do repeatedly, you go into iniquity. So this is what he's saying. He said, these stiff-necked people. He said, I'm not going with these stiff-necked people. I'm going to consume them. Mean he's going to kill them. God said, I'm so tired. I'm showing them that I'm the one and true and living God. And they still cutting the food. They stiff-necked. They're rebels. They're stubborn. They want to go their own way. And let me tell you how uh, uh, stiff-necked, where they get this from, too, dealing with stiff-necked. When they had these oxen. And they were taking the oxen and, you know, they were yoked together. And they would take this guard, this gold or whatever you call it. And they would, it had a sharp end on it. So they would hit them at the hind legs to tell them which way to go. And then they would hit them behind the neck with this sharp point to tell them where to go. But some of them want to be stiff neck. I ain't turning my head where you want me to turn it. I'm going in the direction that I want to go in. So they will have to poke them even harder. This is why when um, Paul, which was previously Saul, was on that road to Damascus and Jesus used that term. That's why he used that term. Why do you um, kick against the prick? Jesus was using that because back in the day they understood those terms. So you got to understand what the Bible is saying before you take it out of content. So God called them stiff necked. But then Moses began to talk to God and we get to the point where Moses began to tell God, he said, you said I found grace in your sight. You say I have found favor. He said, but I want to know your, he said, I want to know your way. I want to know you and I want to know your way. So Moses said, I want to know all about you. So that's when God goodness, all of his goodness passed before Moses. It wasn't an act y'all. It wasn't a miracle or anything. The only thing he wanted to be was in the presence of the Lord. He was in the presence of the Lord, but he said, I want to know you. And this is what God is is telling us. How well do you know him? The more time you spend with him, oh, you're going to know him even the more. The more time you spend with God, you're going to love him even the more. Nobody will change your mind so quick. Anybody that is um, in the will of God, and you know you're in the will of God, nobody can take you out of his will just that quick. I have seen some people that say, I know God. No, you know about God, but you don't quite know God, because if you really knew God, you wouldn't be doing what you're still doing. 
Don't tell me you know God and you still talking the same way after 20 years. Don't tell me you know God and you still fornicating and committing adultery. Don't tell me you know God and you still gossiping and you still hating your brother or sister. Don't tell me you know God. You know about him, but you ain't come in relationship with him. Don't tell me that and you doing the same thing. So ask your neighbor, say, how well do you know him? See, because when you know him that well, you cannot go to sleep angry with your husband or your wife. You cannot. When you know him, see, the Holy Spirit begin to speak to you concerning that situation and tell you how to handle that given situation. That's just how much you should know him. And the more you know him, the more you love everyone else outside of what they do because God is love that's how he operate y'all according to love no matter how wrong people do you still love them because the love of God is shed abroad in your heart through what through the Holy Ghost say I love you Lord y'all that was so dry that was so dry come on look y'all well, let's do it like this. You know, when you're in a relationship with a man or woman and when you feel like you love them, your voice change. It ain't the same voice no more. It's got a little more breath in it. Y'all know what I'm saying. It's got a little bit of calmness in it, but you can feel it, can't you? Hello? Until they mess up. Then that begins to come up like a trumpet, Right? But all of a sudden, it's, it's gentle, isn't it? It's just so gentle. Oh, I love you. I remember what Brother Willis said to his wife the other night. What is it? Girl, you know you look good. Go back in that field, girl. He was with, with us right in the car. Because he loved himself some Denise. So my like, girl, look at you. Don't, you know you look good, girl. Go back over there. Is that how you said it, Willie? No, it ain't. That ain't quite how you said it. How you said it, Willie? Say it, Willie. That ain't all you said. What else you say, Willie? See, see? And he ain't ashamed to say it. That's his woman. That's his wife. That's the love of his life. He wasn't even ashamed to say that in front of us. He just cut off the conversation and went on into that. Mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere. We so quick to tell our husbands and wives, just like Willie did. But how often do you speak of God that way around people? Let's talk about it. How often do we talk that way about our God, the one who saved us, the one who was there for us when nobody was there? See, that's how well you know him. When you know him that well, all of a sudden you begin to ramble about him. You begin to tell them about the night you had with your God. And it's so good, they want you to keep talking. Not just coming up there and say, are you saved? I'm going to get you saved today. If you don't, you're going to hell. No, that ain't the God, y'all, that I commune with. That ain't the God that I spend time with. The God I spend time with, we get so intimate 
that when I begin to talk to others, I'm not talking from self. I'm talking from the spirit that's in me. I'm not talking about them being an adulterer. I'm not talking about them being a fornicator. I'm not talking about them being gluttony. I'm talking about what he done. And when you begin to talk that way, that's the God they want to serve. That's the God that they want to be intimate with. Just like last week when I was talking and I looked at Miss Mary and I said, you know, I don't mind sharing my man with you. I don't even mind you getting pregnant with my man. I don't mind. And I don't mind that you're dropping off some love and you're delivering some joy and you're delivering some peace. I don't mind that that baby that's in you is coming from my father because I introduced you to my man. Come on, and when you introduce somebody to your man, they're going to get pregnant with them. Y'all don't understand. I want to be so pregnant. I want to have triplets. Come on, I want to be so pregnant that every day that I come out, they see all of them fruit. They even see, oh, wait a minute, long suffering getting ready to come out, y'all. Hold up. This is going to be a long one. See, that's how pregnant you need to be with him. That everywhere you go, you got something to say about him. Nobody should be able to shut you up because you're so full of him. You're so full of him because you're spending time with him. And that's why Moses say, I want to know your way. I want to know you. Moses said, I've seen all the acts, but I want to know you. And I believe with where we are now, if you don't know him, you need to get to know him. Because I'm going to be honest with all of y'all. Some people get mad when you talk about this. Man did not save you. And man cannot save you. I don't care what kind of office they hold. Get your mind off of man. Put it on God. And when you do, when man fail you, God won't. Because man will fail you. Man make promises. I don't care what they say. They go back on those promises because they have people in their ear. The enemy is going to always use somebody to turn around what God want done. Go in the word of God. You had all of these kings. These kings supposedly got taught the right way. But guess what? They end up changing because of what they was around. Because of their environment. This is why God told them. And this is how well you got to know God. No matter where you go, nobody don't change you. Nothing change you. Material things don't change you. A man or woman don't change you. You getting all hot and bothered don't change who you are. And that's when you know I don't know him that well. Because this right here is tearing me up. This right here is still getting next to me. You know why? Because when the Bible said, cast all your cares upon him because he cares about you. He said, I want you to give it to me. He said, you don't have to carry this. I carried this. Loose this thing and let it go. When you get to know him in such a way, it does not take you that long to loose it. Matter of fact, you know what's going on, but it ain't worrying you no more. It ain't taking you out of your place with him. Because sometimes we can get so worried about things, we're thinking that we're really seeking God and no, we're not. 
We're not truly seeking him. Guess what we want? We want something from him. And we say that's seeking him. But when you know what you already have, you don't have to go to him with ultimatums. God, I'll go to church. God, I'll quit cussing. God, I'll quit doing this. God, I'll, I'll pay tithes. If you never pay any tithes, God is the same God. But that shouldn't stop you from giving. And people get mad when you talk about that. But when you spend time with God, nobody have to tell you what to give because it's a heart thing. It's not a 10% thing. He gave them that back then because he had to give them guidelines. Okay. But with our heart before God, every time our pay change, our heart should change. Hello, somebody. Because it changed when we go get stuff. Every time we go up, we go find something else to replace what we went up with. Hello? Well, I done made a little bit more, so I'm going to go get this right here. I don't have to wait on it. But did you consult the one you know? Just because you got the money to get it don't mean it's time for you to get it. Because God knows what's coming ahead. He's all-knowing. God is everywhere. God knows your future. He knows your beginning. He knows your end. This is why he said, wait. So when you spend time with him and you hearing, wait, that means he's saying, wait until I tell you to move because I got something for you. And God always have a way, y'all, of escape. He always have a way of doing. It's beyond our ways of doing. But when we're trusting him, we trust him because we know him. And I'm going to tell you something. We can trust one another in relationships with husband and wife. We trust one another. The wife trusts the husband. The husband trusts the wife. But then when something happened in that relationship, that trust is lost. But when it comes to God, he won't fail. Whatever secret you tell him, he don't tell nobody. Whatever's going on with you, God is right there for you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. God is going to be there when you act up, cut the fool, and don't change him. He said, I just want you to trust me. I'm not going to change because you cutting the fool. I'm not going to change my mind about you. It's already done. I'm not going to go back on what's written. But look at us. In relationships, I'm going to tell you what messes us up. When you love a man or woman more than you love God, you put yourself out there for hurt. Let me say it again. When you love a man or woman more than you love God, and you depend on them more than you depend on God, you don't put yourself out there to get hurt. Because the enemy is going to use whomever he can because there's a weakness in everybody. That's why you got the... mm, This is why you have to be before him and say, Holy Spirit, search me and see if there's any evil way in me. I'm going somewhere with this because some people think just because they get saved that the things that they used to do, they ain't going to do no more. If you planted that seed, if you were a womanizer, we're going to talk. If you had a problem with lusting after women. Just because you got saved, your spirit got saved. The part of you that didn't get saved was that soul, that mind, that will, and that emotion. And whatever you were doing before you got saved, if you don't go in the word and plant that incorruptible seed, which bring life, you're going to be vulnerable to every woman that sniff you out. You're going to be flying up in your mind and still saying, oh, how I love Jesus. 
so quiet. I'm cutting. The Holy Spirit going to cut. I tell you, I got a two-edged sword. Cut going in, cut going out. Just say, ouch. That's the same thing with women. Come on, it's the truth. If a woman was a prostitute, some women don't even know they're prostitute. You don't have to stand on the corner to prostitute. Because if you're taking every man that's out there by looking at them a certain way or trying to play games with that man, you are prostituting. If you were John on Tuesday and then you're coming with Barry on Wednesday and you got Sal on Thursday, you miss one day of the week, you're prostituting. And then, Lord, forgive me. I'm not going to do it. Deal with what's dealing with you. You don't want to do it again because you've done it. That's why James Brown had that feeling. Why do y'all think he slid across the floor like he did? He got the feeling. Lust was rising up in him. He had all the women out there. Let me tell y'all something. I just got to break it down. Some people say, how can you talk like that in church? This is the building. You're the church. So you need to be told these things. If you don't get rid of, he tell you to get rid of it. How do you get rid of it? Through the word of God. Quit trying to hide up under a rock. You're going to be found up under that rock because there's snails under there. It's a lot of stuff under there that's going to bite your behind. That's going to bring you out from under that rock. Hello, somebody. Don't think you can hide your mess and it's not going to be found because whoever you done it with, they done told somebody. People get so quiet on these subjects. Is it hot? It is. It's just me. But this is truth. Truth need to be told. Your sin will find you out. So it's best to be a man and a woman of God And talk to the one that you're hurting. If you're going to be a man, if you're going to be a woman, speak truth. Speak it in love. So this is what was happening here. Moses went away and they wanted to play. This is how some people are so immature in relationships. The wife go away, the man want to play. Or the husband go away, the woman want to play. Because they need that person there to keep them in check. Hello? As long as the person there, I can stay in my lane. But when they get out of the way, I got to have somebody to feel what ain't filled. And the reason why it ain't filled, because it ain't being dug up. What you planted have not been dug up. That's why you easy pray. That's why everybody look at you and want you, because you got something on you, some stench. And the enemy know this. See, we supposed to, when we go in the world, they supposed to see glory. If they see glory, they don't smell stench. They smell a sweet. A sweet aroma. I can't mess with that. Oh, that's God. But when you ain't clean yourself off with the word, the word is the cleansing. When you clean yourself off with the word of God, all they're going to get is life. They ain't going to get no death. Some people say, oh, they want me. And you happy about that? And you married? It's good to be wanted. Don't get me wrong. 
It's good for somebody to say, oh, you look nice because your husband ain't telling you that. But where is that taking you? I'm still talking about how well you know him. Some people get old and don't want to act their age. You want to go back to your teenage years and got so much gold and stuff on you, you can half walk. Them years is over. It's okay to dress, but you want to dress your age. You can't be looking like these young boys. You can't keep up with them no more. Come on, this is truth. Make no sense. That was for you, young. So what am I saying? When you know him, all of that change. You don't want to dress to impress nobody. When people try to dress to impress, it's because you're not satisfied with yourself because you don't know who you are in him. If every day I'm trying to dress to get somebody to look at me or to be a certain way because I want to be seen, I don't know him. The new identity that I have in him, what's going to happen? The spirit that's within me is going to draw them to Christ, not to me. We got to understand it's not about us. We look at what other people doing and we feel like we should be doing it at the time. Oh, I need to be buff like that. Do you? You may not can take that buffness. That buffness might lead you to an early grave. It might get you tempted and draw somebody your way that don't need to be drawn. Hello, somebody. Uh Uh-oh. Somebody upset. We want to do, if you doing it not to impress, you good. But you're going to know which way it's going to go based on who you with. If you're doing something more to attract others, better than attracting who's in your house, something's wrong. Some people do it because they see everybody else do it and think they should do it. It may not be for you. So that's, oh, y'all, when you know him. When you know him, some of us go to an early grave because we're doing stuff out of our time. When you get a certain age, you cannot keep up with a 15-year-old. No, you can't. When you get a certain age, come on, I got a jolly green giant. And if I see something that need to be picked up, if he see it, hey, boy, pick that up. My day, hey, yeah, come on now. Yes, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me, but I got common sense too. God didn't tell me to pick that up. You, come on, get that up for me. See, my husband and my son, when you see both of them, he look like the giant. He don't look like the daddy, but he the daddy, and he know he the daddy. But there's a difference in them. So my husband ain't going to try to do what he does. No, he's not. Are you, honey? (laughs) He said, no. So you got to be careful with what you do and how you do it if God didn't tell you to do it. Because guess what? You're getting nowhere with doing what you're doing. That's why I don't watch what people do and I am who I am. And I'm not going to do anything to try to make somebody come to me. No, that's not who I am. When you see me, I'm a normal person. I ain't got on no white collar, no black shirt. No, I don't. I don't need to let you know who I am. I already know who I am. But when I go out 
and I begin to speak his word, they're going to know him and not me. You don't need to know my name. You need to know his. And people that really want to know him that spoke to you, they'll find you. There was this minister that had ministered to this lady at the airport. And this is what happened. They were sitting beside each other on the plane. And people was telling him, don't say nothing to her about God. Don't say nothing to her about God because she will just fuss you out. Don't say nothing to her about God. He didn't. But he knew that this woman needed help. So he had a normal conversation with this woman. And as he began to talk to her, he just began to bring out what God was giving him for her. This woman cried all on the airplane. When they got off the airplane, he said he was looking for his bags and the woman had come up to him and because he told her some things that was going on in her body. And he told her about her thyroids and what was happening with the thyroids and, and everything. Anyway, the woman come back to him and she started crying again. She said, do you know I just left the thyroid doctor and I had a cleanse to help my thyroids and you just told me my thyroids was already healed? You didn't know me from Adam's. He didn't even give this. The only thing she knew was his first name. He gave no last name. She said next thing that he knew, this woman was calling his house. She said, how did you get my number? She said, I put in Don, pastor, and what happened? Everybody pulled up. You pulled up and there you was a healer. Let me tell y'all something. When you don't make it about you. When you make it about you, you don't know him. When you're looking for a title, you don't know him. I'm going to say it again. When you're looking for a title, you don't know him. When you're just looking to him, he can trust you with a title. Which you ain't going to have none of that in heaven. None of it. That's why when you know him down here, you already excited about heaven because you bringing heaven to earth. You living the way he wants you to live down here. You ain't waiting to get to heaven to be healed. You ain't waiting to get to heaven to have peace or joy. You can have it down here in the midst of turmoil because he said the peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth unto you. Let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid. Because my peace is in the midst of turmoil that gives you the peace you need. World's peace wait for a calmness. World's peace wait for the pandemic to get over to say it's all right. We as Christians supposed to say it's all right in the pandemic. We don't supposed to be like them. They supposed to want to be like us. But you know what the problem is and I'm getting to my teaching now. This is the next part y'all. God is so good. Because when you leave it up to him, he'll bring it out. That's why the more time you spend with him, the more time you spend in his word, guess what? You don't have to worry about preparing nothing. He's already there. And he's going he's gonna to search those data files, that Holy Spirit, and it's going to pop up right there. But when you have to sit there and try to mimic what you did before, that's you. That ain't God. When we trust God, we trust him with everything we do because we know him. Now Moses, he was getting to know God's way, and he was getting to know God. Knowing God is knowing his way, right? But this is what God did. He showed him all his goodness. But before he did that, check out this verse here with what Moses said. And this is verse 15. 
and 16. I'm still in Exodus 33. And he said unto him, if thou presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. So Moses knew he could do nothing without God, right? Listen at what he said here. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou go with us? So Moses recognized, where are we going? If you don't go with us, they're going to know about your favor. Y'all catch it? Now listen at what he says. Is it not in that thou go with us, so shall we be separated? I and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Do you know what Moses was saying? If you don't go with us, if your presence don't go with us, we're not going to be separated. What did he mean by that? We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be separate from the world. So he said, if we go where you're taking us into this land, he said, people are not going to look at us separately because you're not with us. The only way people see you separately is to who you are in Christ and knowing who you are in Christ. And you're not going to live like the world is living. You live in a separate life. You live in a holy life. You live in a sanctified life. That means that wherever I go, people are going to know who I am based on how I'm carrying myself and based on the glory that's being revealed. I don't even have to open my mouth. People know who you are and who you belong to and what you stand for. But when you're always cutting the fool, when you're always getting angry because somebody says something about this one or says something about that one, you blow up like a blowfish. No, they don't know you as being God's son or God's daughter. They know you for who you used to be. So this is what Moses was saying. And this is where I'm going tonight. Tonight. Wow. We ain't going to be here that long. Are we, Lord? This is where I'm going. <laughs> he want us to be separated from the world everything the world do did y'all know we don't supposed to do let's stop right there and think about it that makes you think what have I done that the world is doing that I shouldn't be doing see when you're different from the world people see the difference they see that you're different they know that it's something about you that's totally different I'm going to give y'all an example. When I worked on my job, the job I used to have over 20 years ago, it's been that long. Y'all, I'm different. Thank you, Jesus. That's because it's in him I live, in him I move, and in him I have my being. So on that job, when I first started that job, I'll back up. I used to work at Wilson's um, when it used to be Wilson's and not Piggly Wiggly and Y'all, how I got on at Wilson's, I started as a cashier, and I was going to college at that time, and I was working and going to college, and da-da-da-da-da. But anyway, I started working as a cashier, and I just started working. And me and my classmates know me. I don't talk to too many people, not unless they talk to me. I do what I have to do when I go on about my business. That's just who I am. So as I'm doing what I do, what I do... I don't just do it to be doing it, but that's just who I am. I don't like leaving nothing undone. Whatever is placed in my hand, I want to do it the right way. If somebody asks me to do something, I'm going to make sure it's done. That's just how I was raised. So as I was doing this, and I hadn't been on the job for a long time, I was being trained by the head cashier who had been there three years. I had just gotten there. I hadn't been there a good six months, I believe. 
And so the um, head manager that was there, he called me to the office one day. I said, ooh, what have I done? He said, I want to tell you something. He said, I'm going to make you head accountant, head cashier. I said, excuse me? I said, she um, was here longer than me. He said, don't make no difference. He said, I'm going to make you head cashier. I said, oh. So he had to go tell her. When he told her she blew up like a blowfish, she said, I trained her. I was here longer than her. He said, it doesn't matter. That's my choice. That was all he said. So I had to be over that whole store. Every bit of the money that came in, I had to count it. It had to be accounted for. I had to make sure everything was on the up and up. God put me there. Then when I stayed there for a while, another position come open at the hospital, which was paying less than what I was making. But I knew it was like an unction that was saying, you need to go there. But my cousin came to me one day. She come to me. She said, you don't need to um, apply for that job because we've been filing all these files and we still can't get them filed. And they're from the floor up to the ceiling. It was a little room. Floor up to the ceiling. You don't need to come. They're just going to use you. Guess what, y'all? I didn't pay attention to that. Only thing I knew, I had an unction. First of all, this is how God worked. My pay wasn't going to go up. It was going to come down. Listen at this. My pay wasn't going up, y'all. It was coming down. Matter of fact, I can tell y'all this. Back then, you know, minimum wage was what, three, three thirty-five, maybe. At that point, I already had made it to like four sixty-two. That's a lot of money back then. So the job that I was going to take was going to cut me back to minimum wage. So this is what happened. I was determined. I said, for some reason, I didn't know the reason, y'all. I need to be there. So I applied for the job, and guess what God did? See, God have a way of doing things when he want to place you where he want to place you. This is why you got, I didn't know God, but I had a praying grandfather that did know God. See, God will use people to pray on your behalf to put you where he want to put you for a season. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So when, when um, the lady went to the head man, the CFO, CEO, and began to tell him about me. This man didn't know me from Adams. Matter of fact, I want to say this. They said this very man would not put a black person up front in the business office. That's what they were saying. But let me tell you something. It don't matter what man want to do. God will change man's heart and put you where he want to put you. I want y'all to catch this because in this lifetime, quit going on black and white thing. It ain't that thing. It's a God thing. We're spending too much fighting on black and white. Those are just colors. And guess what? God created the colors. But we got the same blood. We bleed the same. If, if I get cut, my blood is red. What color is yours? No, some people's is white and red, orange. Anyway, this lady talked to the head man. This man hired me. When they hired me, the room I told y'all about that was so full of files that they had two people coming in there trying to file it. They never got it filed. Guess what? I had it filed with help a week. All those files that was all around that room stacked from the floor to the ceiling. They were done in a week. I didn't boast. I didn't brag. I just kept doing what I had to do in that office. One day he come in the office, he called that supervisor aside. He said, whatever, I don't care what position it is, whatever come open, put her in it. She wouldn't, she didn't want to do it. Mm -mm. Positions came open, she would not put me in those positions. 
She wanted me to stay where I was, but somebody say, but God. See, when you know God, it don't matter what man want to do. God will change their heart and they got to follow his lead and they don't even understand why. So guess what? A position came open. They put me in that position. Then next thing I know, I end up being a director over how many departments? It was a lot of people. The switchboard, the ER, the whole business office. And this is a catch, y'all. They had a woman with a degree which could not get in 800 and some thousand a month. Okay? She had the degrees in front of her name. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. But when God put whom he wanted to put in that position by then, I knew it for myself. Okay? By then I had to trust him, y'all. I did not finish college. Check this out. Didn't finish college. But I got a position as a director. The devil was mad. So the next thing was how I got that position, the other CFO that came in, he said, I'm not going to move you as supervisor. I'm going to leave you here until the CFO get here. He was the CEO. She can make that decision. When she came in, she just looked at me and she said, I'm not moving you. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you a raise. She gave me a raise and check this out. This is the funny part. Now, I'm the, she said, I'm, I'm going to change your title. You're no longer going to be a supervisor. You're going to have director in front of your name. Now, what I want you to do, I want you to go hire some people in this office so we can get the job done. Oh, did I have opposition? I had opposition. The opposition was they did not want black folks in the front office. But let me tell you what God did. God changed it. I didn't try to hire just black folk. I'm not that type of person. I put home in there. God want to put in there. When I put them in there, they quit. They quit. So guess what God turned around and did? The unemployment office told me, they said, we have something that we're going to try to do. And we want to see if we can work with you to do it. We're going to um, pay half of the salary or whatever the salary is for whomever you want to put in this office. Because we got people that have went to school with degrees and nobody won't hire them. So if you hire them, we'll pay half. I went to the CFO and told her, she said, I'll hire them. Let me tell you how that worked. I'm walking down the hall with the personnel lady one day. And we're walking and she looked at me. She said, I just want you to know. People are mad because you're hiring all of these black people, personnel. And I looked at her nicely and calmly. I said, for one, I did not hire them. And for two, did you check out that office down there that's full of another race? Case closed. I'm not through yet. Coming back to 800000 a month. The lady that had all the titles in her name, this is what she said when she left. If you get in 800000 a month, I'll come back and j- dance naked on the roof. And I remember telling you, Jennifer, can you get up with her and tell her to come dance on this roof? God did that thing. But people that was my own color, I'm going to tell y'all something about our own color. Now, I learned this, dealing with crabs. My daddy gave me this, and I love it. You put crabs in the pot. Crab try to come out of the pot, the other crabs pulling them back in the pot. That was my color of people. My people's the one that wanted me out of the position.
position more than the other couple. People that was close to me telling me, you ain't going to stay there long. But I stayed there long enough for God to shape me and mold me to who I am today to put up with stiff-necked people. Thank you very much. So you wonder why I can put up with some people? Because I had to go through the fire and not get burnt. I had to go through the water and not get drowned. Some of y'all don't want to stay in the fire. You don't want to stay in the water. You want to be moved because you're stiff-necked. You're stubborn. You're seeing everybody else and saying, what God want to do? How well do you know him? It ain't about you. God put you there to save somebody else. You already saved. Mess don't make no sense. We want to take off because we feel like somebody hear me, see me being attached to me. We don't want to do. And guess what? Jennifer know. Y'all, I had to humble myself. Even when Jennifer was mad. Jennifer looked at me like, huh? I'll tell you, Jennifer. Y'all, I was up there in that position. They tried to get me out for years. There was a pastor. Oh, he made me so mad. I know how pastors can make you mad when they're telling you the truth. I know. He would tell me this. He said, I would go to him. He was on the board. And I said, they don't like me. They're trying to get rid of me. You know what he would always tell me? Just be a lady. Be a lady. I'm like, how lady like? Do you want me to be? I'm dressing nice. <laughs> I ain't cussing nobody out. So every time they would have a board meeting, he'll come out. Be a lady. Be a lady. And I would sit in the meetings, y'all, with them talking about, you lost this and you lost that. And I'm saying, what part of 800,000 you didn't see? And I'm sitting there getting blamed for stuff I didn't do. And matter of fact, my boss sitting over there looking like a deer in headlights and no, they were lying. Would not open his mouth. I'm just sitting there and they putting it all on me. I mean, just fussing at me, turning red, saying you ain't doing enough of this. You ain't doing enough of that. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there taking it. Y'all, y'all just don't know. Not only taking that, but had things outside of work I had to deal with that nobody knew. Had to go home and deal with work. Had to go home and deal with a family. Had to go home and deal with other issues. And that's why how I got to know him. Because I knew nobody could help me with these issues. But God. So one day, y'all, it got to the point and I said, God, I'd rather have peace than money. This is what I said. I threw up my hands and I said, I'd rather have peace than money. And I got an urgency to take stuff off my wall. I began taking stuff off my wall and taking it home. And I'll never forget, I had a girl come in my office and I already knew she was reporting stuff. The day I went down to the office for them to fire me 
And the one that was in the office, you know, personnel have to always be in the office, human resources, when you're going to get fired or when they're going to let you go. When I went and sat before them, they said, well, you do a good job. The money is coming in. You did everything that needed to be done, but we need somebody with a degree. I didn't say one word. We're going to give you an option. You can either leave or we're going to take your pay, your pay. We're going to take half of your pay. We'll give you three days off with pay for you to decide. I said, okay. And he looked at me. He said, well, you don't seem too upset. I said, why should I be? You already made your decision. Why should I be upset? When I left out of that meeting, as soon as I sat down in my office, here comes somebody, a little traitor. Um, um, what's going on? Like, you didn't know. Because you the one went to the person behind my back because they promised you a raise that I've been asking for for years for you guys. And they said it wasn't no money to give you a raise, but I knew what was coming in. So guess what they did, y'all? The enemy that sabotaged me, they put him over me and gave him my office. Mm -hmm. And you know what God told me to do? Can y'all believe? God told me to go back in that mess. I said, excuse me, I sit home and draw unemployment first. You know why I said that? Because I had some pride there. I want to do it my way like Frank Sinatra. I did. I felt good, y'all. I, I felt like it was peace all over me. I'll just sit home and I'll work from home. I'll find something to do. I'll draw unemployment. But God gave me three confirmations and told me to go back. When I went back in that office, y'all, it looked like they saw ghosts. They gave me so much work. Stuff that other people were not doing. They gave it to me. And then this is what they said. God will tell you what people are saying about you and you don't have to ask. And then the next thing that God told me to do. I want you to go around to everybody that you work with and tell them if you've done something to them to forgive you. I said, what you say? <laughs> this is how well you know him. Y'all, when you know him, he'll tell you what to do. So they'll know he's in the place. He can manifest himself right in the midst of their mess. So I did it. You know what one person told me? Well, let me tell you this. They said that they ain't even going to let Jennifer help you. They're going to work you so hard, Jennifer ain't going to be able to help you. They ain't even going to let her help you. Because Jennifer was willing to help me. Yeah, Jennifer's born, had nothing to do, but they said nobody would be able to help me. Y'all, I had, I had bills claimed stacked up to here all around my desk. Going home, fingers numb, trying to keep up with everything. So one day, the girl that's supposed to have been working with me, I encouraged her. I said, don't worry, we're going to get this done. The faster I keyed, the slower she keyed. And then I sat there beside her one day and I heard the spirit speaking to me about what she was saying about me in her mind. And what she was saying was, we did it. Now let's see how you do it. Ooh, I know I didn't hear that. I waited and I waited. She went back to her desk, went to her desk and I said, can I have a word with you? And I told her what the spirit told me. Tears start running down her face.
She said, yes, I did say it. When you know him, you don't have to worry about people talking about you. You don't. Because when they talk about you, you praying for them. Because the Bible says, pray for those. Who what? So the more people talk about me, the more I can pray and say, Lord, forgive them. Because they know not what they're doing. They ain't touching me, they're touching you. See, when you know him, you don't have to worry about what people say and how they say it and what they do. You love them with the love of God that's in you. People are going to hurt you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to say something that they don't like about you. But you love them in spite of. So see, that was, that was God. Why did I share that with y'all? Because when you know him, you can endure these things. And you can come out without feeling a grudge. Or getting, did I get angry? Yeah. But I went to Jesus. And I told him about how angry I was. He ain't no use to lying. He know me. He know my thoughts are far off. I said, I'm mad. I go in that bathroom, throw up my hand. And y'all know what he would say. Be not weary. <laughs> and well doing. For in due season. You're going to reap if you faint not. Okay. So I go out the bathroom. Then I go back in there again. I hear the same thing. I say, God, you got another one for me. That's how you know him. That's how you know him. I say, you got something else? And then the something else came when God knew he was uprooting out of me. What he couldn't use in me to put me where I am today. He said, I got to root up and I got to tear down so I can build you back up. And y'all, he built me. Lord knows he built me because some of the stuff I done went through with people, the lies, mistreating, all of that. God raised me up to endure it. How do I endure it? Through the love of God. Through going back to him. Did it hurt? Yes, it hurt. Did I shed, t- shed some tears? Yes, I shed some tears. But guess what? One day I wiped them. Yes, I did. When I wiped them, when I got up, I began to be a bold soldier. You hear what I say? Uh-huh. I began to say, you ain't throwing me under the bus no more. Uh-uh. If anybody going to get run over, it's you because I done took and told you. You ain't letting them run over. Uh-uh. I'm going to tell you in a nice way. If you choose to do what you do, I ain't going to beg you no more to stay. Get to get. Because you know better. Choose you this day. Whom you're going to serve. The problem with church folks is they want a church full of mess. They want to keep people happy just to keep the money coming in. It's about him. Not about filling nobody's pocketbook. It's about doing what he tell us to do. Not about filling your pocketbook. It's about telling the truth. And guess what? The truth will set some people free knowing the truth because they're going to leave. And when they do, farewell. I love you. With the love of God. We ain't going to lock the door if you try to come back in. We're going to open it. Come on in. Take a seat. That's the love of God. That's how we show love. 
And we get rid of these differences because God cannot use you the way he want to use you when you're holding grudges. When you're doing things outside of him. I'm still talking about being separate. separate. That's how even your Christian brothers and sisters know you change. I know I change. The angels in heaven. (laughs) Y'all believe they signed your name already? Your name was already signed before the foundation of this world. (laughs) So what I'm saying is, y'all, y'all ain't even got over half of this message. Ain't God good? Good. He's saying we have to be separate. Be ye separate. separate. Come out from amongst them. Whoever you amongst that's not doing what God would have you to do, he gave you a choice. He's telling you to come out from amongst that. Because guess what? If you saying you know him, you wouldn't be taking him in mess. You'll be bringing him out of it. Because God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. He hates sin. And if you know him and you about him, you're supposed to hate it too. You don't supposed to be in the midst of it. Nobody don't have to tell you to separate yourself from people that's always talking about other folk. Nobody have to tell you to separate yourself when somebody's always coming to your house with some bears or coming to your house with some crazy music or coming to, they disrespecting your God. If you're going to come up in here, let me tell you something, brother and sister. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. My son don't even cut the food like that because he already know. He said, mama, can I drive your car? Do not, boy. Turn on nothing that bumps it to bump the bump in my car. I ain't playing with you. Okay, mama. I gave him a choice. That's all. Because if I get in there and it's turned on in my car, look at it the last time. Come here. Get out for a second. Look it from the front to the back. Because until the Lord changed my mind, you ain't getting back in now. We got to stand. Yeah. Don't disrespect my God. I don't want to get in there and feel a, a move I never felt before. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Leaving that residue in there and all of a sudden you patting your feet. And don't even know why you patting your feet. Nothing ain't come on yet. Be like my little Jada. She, she uh, rapping already. Do, 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 I said, my girl going to be a Christian rapper. <laughs> Popping beats. <laughs> we got to be careful, y'all. Because wherever you go, you taking him. And he know when something ain't right. So we want to put, that's being separated. You letting them know, I don't do this. And people respect you. When they see you coming, they running like a chicken with their head cut off. But somebody that's bold, they'll keep ready. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. You know what they're telling you? Help. I need some help. So don't look at them like they're really trying to disrespect. They're hollering out for help, and that's the only way they know to get it. They're showing you up front. I'd rather for somebody to show me who they are than to hide who they are. Show me. So we want to know him, not know about him. We want to know him. We want to know him. And when we really know him, everywhere we go, We can manifest him. 
And when we manifest him, people want some of him. They want what you manifest. They want to have what you were saying, what you were speaking about. Y'all, God through the Holy Spirit has speak, been speaking this for years. The same thing, just in a different way. And I know he's been speaking through the teachers of the house. He's been speaking through them. See, God loves us so much. He don't want us ignorant of Satan devices. God used not only me, but he used other people. It may be through song. It may be through the teachers. From the beginning to the end, God is speaking. God is saying something. And he wants us to take what he's saying out of here and begin to live what we have learned. And the other day, God had given me this. Oh, I just love him so. And the word was, are you listening? Huh? Are you listening? Huh? I'm sitting here, ain't I? <laughs> I'm sitting here. And this is what he's saying. He said, some people think they're listening, but they're not. He said, faith come by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. He said, when you hear the word, I know you're listening by doing it. Amen. Listen to what I say. When you hear the word, I know you're listening by doing it. How many times have we been in conversation with people and they just talk and talk and talk and talk? And, and sometimes they say, are you listening? To what? I, yeah, what did I say? <laughs> say it again. Because we really wasn't listening. That's why he said, pay attention to my words. Incline. See, when y'all are hearing me today, your ears should be inclined. Because it's not me. It's God speaking through me. So you should be at so you should be ready when you come up in here from beginning to the end to hear what God has to say, not only through me, but through the ones that's coming before me. Because every joint supplies. We work together in unity. So if you didn't get it from me, you should have got it from someone else. Because God just don't send his word in here for you to miss it. You got to be first partaker of the word. It's going to start, judgment is going to start in the house of God first. So this is why he said, are you listening? He said, when you come before me, there need to be a settling. There need to be a calmness. Everything don't need to be going wild. Because even though you read in my word, he said, I got to know that you're really listening when you do it. And it's a lot of us are not doing what the word of God tell us to do because we're not listening. We're not hearing the word. Whatever the word say, we do it. That's what Mary said when Jesus, the first miracle, he said, whatever he says, do it. And when we do it, we see the manifestation of it. If they never did it, they would not see the manifestation. He didn't have to pour the water in. He told them to do it. Y'all know why? He done done everything. You just getting manifest from what's already done. Why are you looking for something new? People are looking for something new. Eyes have not seen. No ears have heard. What? All the things that God has in store. They haven't seen it. <laughs> but when you spend time with him, you will. See, we got to understand that unbelievers is what's needing all of this. You as believers don't need no sign. You don't. Because the more time you spend with him, you just know he is. 
He is who he say he is. I don't need for you to prove to me that you are who you say you are. But to bring people to Christ, they need these signs and wonders. We have the signs and wonders following us because we believe. So that's why we have to go in this word on a daily basis and say, God, what are you saying? Y'all, I'm going to tell you, he will change your outlook when you're with him. He'll change the way you've been seeing things. He'll show you something that may happen several weeks ago and the light bulb hadn't come on yet. Then all of a sudden the light bulb come on. You're like, dang, I missed it. Because we weren't really paying attention. So let's get to know him. He said, I want you to know me in such a way that you may be shaken. But you're not moved. So how well do you know him? Don't just talk about him. Be about him. That's how well you know him. Don't take 20 years to forgive. You're supposed to be willing to forgive even before somebody hurts you. Because you know that he's a forgiving God. He said we got to forgive others just as he forgave us. If we cannot forgive others, we don't believe that we've been forgiven. And some of us still don't believe that we've been forgiven because we always saying, forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. Forgive me for even the things I didn't do. So that means that you're going to do something and you want some early forgiveness. (laughs) He forgave you for past, present, and future sins. He forgave you for what you don't even know you're going to do because he knows what you're capable of doing. He knows what's ahead of you. And that's why some of y'all getting ahead of God. Forgive me, God, for what I don't even know I done. You know what you done. You know what you done. Some people say, I don't even know what I do in my sleep. I'm going to fix that for you. Yes, you do. Go with me to Proverbs, the sixth chapter. People know what they be doing in their sleep. I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) Proverbs, the sixth chapter. Moaning and groaning, you better be doing that for Jesus. Listen at this, Proverbs, the sixth chapter, verse 20. Catch this, y'all. My son... Keep thy father's commandments and forsake not the law of thy mother. So what is it telling you? To keep who commandments? Your father and forsake not what? The law of your mother. Then it says, bind them continually upon thine heart. Where are you going to put them? Where are you going to put them? Not in your head. In your heart. And tie them about thy neck. Man, they got to choke you. (laughs) Listen at this. Listen to what happens when you do it. When thou go, it shall lead thee. Y'all hear that? When you sleep, it shall keep thee. I like this part. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. Oh, ain't that good? If you keep the word of God before you at all times, keep it in your heart. What did it say? It's going to lead you. It's going to keep you. And when you wake up, whoo, the word going to be, ooh. So don't go to sleep without having in your heart and around your neck. Say, choke me with it. Choke me with it, Holy Spirit. Choke me with it. You know what that means when you're getting choked with? Look at old Patrick back there laughing. That's Patrick. When he laughs, everything jumps. You're just so obvious. They can spot you out of 10,000 people. (laughs) Patrick, that's Patrick. But you know why you're getting choked with it? The word is the breath of God. So guess what's happening? That breath is trying to come out of you. <laughs> Choke me with it. Tie me up with it. 
So I'm saying, how well do you know him? That's between you and God. And guess what, y'all? That ain't all my message. We will continue next week. We give God glory. Amen. For all that he has done and for all that he is doing. Amen. God is such a good God. So let's just get to know him more and more. Do we have our announcements at this time? Any announcements at this time? Okay. Carlson, can you give Apostle the mic while we're waiting for the ones to do the announcements? And can I say something to everybody while he's giving her the mic? Sometimes we get so comfortable in what we do, it becomes so much a part of us that we don't think we're stubborn, we don't think we need to forgive, we don't think it's us, we think it's other people. That shows you that you're not spending that time with God to know it starts with you. I just want everybody to know that um, the church is coming along very well with our podcast. Uh, We will be also on Amazon podcast in the next couple of days. By the end of next week, you can find Apostles' Messages on Amazon podcast. We're on iHeartRadio and tons of other podcasts. So you can uh, zoom in on them on your iPhone through the podcast. Or if you have Android, you can find the podcast in your uh, app store. And praise God, we got a thousand downloads. A thousand downloads, probably more than that now. When we give God glory for what he's doing, amen? Because we know that it's him. It is him, so we just honor him. These are our church announcements. Every every Sunday. Sunday school is every Sunday morning at 9.45 a.m., Sunday morning worship service is every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Clem School of Ministry is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Join Apostle every third Wednesday at 8 p.m. on Facebook for Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. You can watch us live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 11 a.m. Or visit our website at www.mtm.org or go to Facebook. Sundays... Yeah, Sunday you can watch us on uh, WSFX Fox 26 at 6.30 a.m. Uh, we have our own MTDM app, so download download for updates, teachings, and etc. We have our podcast, and we're on over 500 different formats. We're also on SoundCloud. And MTDM is now on iHeart. Apostle was talking about that. And ways you can send in your tithes and offering is www.mtdm.org or cash app at dollar sign MTDM20, or mail it to Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, P.O. Box 1042, Burgard, North Carolina. And we're asking everyone that has a Facebook page, please share the information about our podcast and about our, uh, SoundCloud and iHeartRadio, and just tell them what we're doing in the ministry if you're on Facebook. That's a very good free format to get the word of God out. And the podcast, I was cutting grass yesterday, and I put the teaching in, Pastor James, and I was listening to it. And me and my time cutter was getting busy. And I had the word of God in my ear, and that time cutter did cut some time. You know, and I was just giving God glory and thanking God for that, that we, are, that we do have these formats. Because when you think about it, a lot of churches are shut down. They're not having services, and some of them don't even have the Internet. So we're very blessed 
So if we can get the word out to them by any means necessary, let's show them Jesus. Amen. Hi, I want to announce and remind everybody that um, our Boston Brother James anniversary is coming up October the 25th. It will not be on Saturday this year. It will be on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. We ask that you invite family and friends. We will be going by CDC. Um, so if you have family, your family will be able to sit beside you. We will do the best that we can to accommodate. We really want to be a blessing to our pastor this year. You know, in April, we, didn't, we wasn't here to celebrate our church anniversary. So we really want to go above and beyond to just give God glory and praise and celebrate our pastor on October the 25th at 11 o'clock. Please invite people to come, and y'all be blessed. And make sure when you invite people, let them know it's not about us. You're celebrating the God that's in us for him helping us to do what we do. Amen? So don't make it about us. It's all about him.